American domestic enemy, that is your government, has just endorsed a potentially deadly takedown of the human race. And it is now being launched against us right here in the good old U.S. of A. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip, your host. And I welcome you today as we discuss new methods of destruction that your government is now actively pursuing to completely destroy not only us, but the entire world. Our nihilistic government right now is doing everything it can to destroy America as an independent nation, a nation state. And let's just be honest, they are succeeding in every way. And that's only because we are still doing nothing that is effective in the way of stopping them. And because of that, the game is becoming increasingly deadly. And what I'm talking about specifically today is the game that is really just another version of the Hunger Games, because we are in the crux of battle right now with messenger RNA food contamination. And I think we really need to understand where we are as this deadly game progresses. Now, first of all, let's just reflect on the COVID takedown, because that was only step one. Right now, about 75% of the world is estimated to be vaccinated. Now, that's over five and a half billion people. And Approximately 14 billion doses have been given. So many people have uh, received more than one shot and they are continuing at the present time to administer about 240,000 doses daily across the globe. Now, that's really tragic, especially considering all the information that we have right now on the deadly messenger RNA shots. But let's face it, it's just the beginning. I mean, they have succeeded in accomplishing the task that they hoped to do. We have seen millions of people that have now died from the shots that don't even protect from the disease. So they lied to us the entire way. These messenger RNA injections are now proven beyond any doubt to be purely harmful. There is no benefit conferred from receiving any of the injections. The initial shot series was was worthless, and so are the boosters, except that they each additively contribute to harm. And that harm includes strokes and heart attacks and blood clots, immunosuppression, which leads to the greatly increased risk of cancer, and we are seeing that, and chronic fatigue, as well as infertility, and of course, fetal demise, if uh, mothers have taken this when they were pregnant. And yet, despite all of the accumulating data that we are collecting, some people out there still believe that the shots are safe and effective, as they have been called. And this program was, in fact, so effective in doing its harm that they are 
certainly, most certainly preparing for another great COVID-like scenario. In fact, Bill Gates has already put out a video which he calls Get Ready. And what is coming is is told us in this uh, completely um, this complete scenario describing um, the presence of a new terror unleashed on us. And Bill Gates is calling this the severe epidemic enterovirus respiratory syndrome or SEERS. 2025. So what we have here is an absolutely complete scenario of what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and he even provides a simulated news reports, and that has purpose, and the, the purpose of that is to show us how stupid we are, how ridiculous we are, if we even question taking the appropriate response to this new planned epidemic. And that's why the news reports are given to us because they want this to play out in such a way that nobody is going to question this new epidemic when it comes about as it is now being planned. Now, you remember that uh, we had event 201, which was a simulation exercise prior to COVID-19, the man-made pandemic that Bill Gates said would happen during Trump's term. And he stated this in 2017. So um, what are we up against? Well, the video was called The Catastrophic Contagion. And this will be, they say, another global challenge mysteriously appearing across the region of Latin America. And so what this whole Get Ready video is, is just fear mongering 2.0. Now, is it coming? Well, you know, I would say it's probably very likely that it will come because we now do have the technology. It has proven once to instill fear in nearly every person across the globe. And so, uh, you know, we complied through, because of our fear, we complied with all the lockdowns, the masking. Um, it, it was all worthless. All it, it, when we complied, we worsened the likelihood of being injured by the so-called treatment because the masks and the lockdowns were part of the treatment to supposedly shut down or slow down the spread of coronavirus, this novel SARS-CoV-2 strain that was created in the Wuhan labs. But the great big question for us all is how is the world going to respond this time? This time, Are we going to lock down again or are we going to actually put on masks well, you know, you know, they people will do this. Yes, I would say a certain number of people will do it, but how many? Because the masks absolutely have been proven uh, time and time again through multiple studies and by just the correlating the data that we have, they were absolutely worthless. But you can suspect that they are producing already right now some new messenger RNA shots to conquer this new 
epidemic, enterovirus, respiratory virus. So they're telling you it's going to, you're going to have some really bad GI side effects, bloating, abdominal pain, cramping, diarrhea. Uh, you're going to have the cough, the shortness of breath, the chest tightness. You, you know, they are modifying another strain of virus and they are planning to unleash it so that something happens in 2025. Well, isn't that exciting? But you know, if we don't recognize that they are telling us what they're going to do, then we're going to be caught off guard again. So we need to be aware of the fact that they are doing this to instill fear in us so that we might yet comply with what? Well, with everything that the World Health Organization tells us to do. Remember, they are trying to get the World Health Organization to be the medical policeman of the entire world. So put aside the Constitution of the United States of America and do what the World Health Organization tells you to do. And if you don't do that, you could find yourself quickly in prison or sent away to a camp, an isolation camp, but there will be consequences to not complying. And that's right here in America. So this is what they are hoping to do to us. So how will the world respond? I don't know. It's really hard to say because the response was horrid the first time around. We just have to answer the question, have we learned any lessons from what they did to us the very first time that they attacked us? In other words, the messenger RNA attack was majorly effective at reducing the world population. It's been speculated by some that we have seen the death, the demise of over a billion people globally now because of the entire pandemic. So with that being so effective, and given the fact that the end results um, have not been seen yet, we are still seeing people dying every day and suffering, uh, developing all of the side effects from the shots, the cancer, the infertility, uh, multiple strokes, heart attacks, blood clots, you name it. The, uh, the savagery of unleashing this protocol, which included the virus and, and the shots, is still unfolding, and we have no idea how many people will be dead as a result of this by 2025 or by 2050 and beyond. So how will the world respond to the next takedown? I don't know. But the fact is there are some people who simply will not take the shots because they are wise, because they are able to think intelligently for themselves. And I do hope and pray that you are among that crowd. But you must realize that you are a target audience for your government to specifically take you down, because if they cannot get you to voluntarily comply, then they will find another way to inoculate you so that you will suffer the like fate of those who actually complied stupidly with taking those shots. Why will they push it? Because it was very effective. So they want to continue with the same protocol because it was so effective. And how will they continue it? Well, 
they will introduce new ways to vaccinate the world and specifically the unvaccinated faction somehow. And therefore, they are now focusing on the food chain. And why not? It's a brilliant idea. Let's face it. Everybody has to eat. We cannot survive without consuming food. So this is exactly where they are going. And we are seeing it happening. Not only is the research going on, but it is being introduced. And in order for you to get a real handle on uh, on how they are infiltrating our world, I went to um, a website called AgWeb Farm Journal and read an article there that was written by a Paige Carlson. And I, I don't know who Paige Carlson is. She doesn't seem to be, she's not a scientist. She's, she might be just an editor of AgWeb. I really don't know exactly who she is, but she writes in the article that as the misinformation regarding the use of messenger RNA vaccines in livestock Filtered through social media, there are facts that are begging to be set straight. Now, this is coming from AgWeb, from the industry that produces food. And they are going to try and implement this new so-called vaccination program through livestock and through plants. And I want to first talk about the livestock just by going through this article. So, uh, she, Paige Carlson, recently, she says, recently a claim was made by uh, saying that producers are required to inject livestock and uh, with the messenger RNA vaccines. And she says, this is just false information. It's misinformation uh, because that is not true. And she is correct. It is not uh, required, at least not yet. She then states that according to the USDA spokesperson, Marissa Perry, um, who says there is no requirement or mandate that producers vaccinate their livestock for any disease, it is a personal and a business decision left up to the producer and will remain that way. So um, it's a personal and business decision. Now, when you make business decisions, when you're in the farming industry or the ranching industry, raising beef or pork or whatever, you make business decisions that will help you to be successful. So I can just imagine that the USDA is somehow going to incentivize the program so that um, if, if the ranchers decide to vaccinate their cattle, for example, then they are going to be remunerated for that. And you saw how much this happened uh, with the COVID shots. I mean, in Oregon, they uh, offered you a chance to win the lottery of a million dollars if you take your shot. Okay. So these people who are pushing this agenda have a lot of money and I guarantee you, they don't have to force it. They will incentivize you uh, personally so that you will be persuaded one way or another to participate in their program. And we know this is going to happen because it happened an awful lot with the COVID narrative. So why would we not expect, expect it again? Then she goes on to mention that the National Pork Board's Director of Consumer Public Relations, Jason Menke, echoed the same statement to the Associated Press, um, stating that 
the decision to use vaccines and other medical treatments to protect animals, notice the word they use, to protect animals, health and well-being are made by the farmer under the direction of the herd veterinarian. Now, if they're doing their due diligence and looking at the science, we know already that the COVID jab, the messenger RNA shots, do not protect the animal that is vaccinated. That is, we the human beings. You see, they did this whole scenario in a backwards way. They didn't do studies on animals first. They did studies on humans first. And now they're applying it to the animals saying, look how good it is. Well, folks, it's not good at all. This is an absolute lie. So they are directly lying to us. And this author of the article further goes on to say, to further explain messenger RNA vaccines and shed light on controversies, Dr. Kevin Folta, F-O-L-T-A, who is a molecular biologist and professor at the University of Florida, shares his viewpoint and experience with the technology. First of all, he defines, well, what are messenger RNA vaccines? He says, well, they were first introduced into the population through the COVID-19 vaccinations. That's a true statement. And messenger RNA is messenger ribonucleic acid. And they have been in development for decades, says Folta. And that is an absolute truth. So remember that when they're trying to deceive you, they'll always throw at you some bit of truth. Yes, it is true that the COVID-19 vaccines were first introduced by injecting humans, not animals. And he adds that the, the technology's potential in human health makes it a likely candidate to have a place in animal health at, as well. Now, there's a lie, okay, because there is no potential in human health that has been demonstrated by taking the COVID shots. So there is deception. But he says, however, the technology is being maligned in social media. You know, you who are raising questions about this, you know, you're you're misinformed, you're misguided, you're just not looking at the facts and, and you're not listening to me is what he's saying. So he says that this leads to the growing importance that producers and consumers become more educated on the topic. And that's what Folta is trying to do right now, because Folta has beliefs that um, the data, you know, and the claims on the data certainly do advocate um, for producing the vaccines and introducing them to animals because of all the good it did in the human population. And of course, this is pure nonsense. And then he goes on to, to explain why the messenger RNA vaccines are not present in the food. He says, it's not in your food. It's a vaccine for the animal that, just like any vaccine, protects the animal from disease. Now, Folta here is blatantly lying. This has been disproven time and time again. But he insists that the messenger RNA shots, when they're used, injected into the muscle of swine or cattle, they are going to produce an immune response protein that is going to protect the animals and thereby increase your food source of meat, right? And at the same time, I mean, put the picture together, the puzzle pieces. What has Bill Gates been doing? What have the, um, the Green New Deal 
protagonists have been doing. They've been trying to destroy the cattle industry, the swine industry. They're saying that we need to get rid of these herds. And yet they're saying we're going to protect the herds with this shot. This is just a blatant lie. He says in the absence of the virus, it's kind of like giving the virus or giving the body a wanted poster that says when this individual comes along and this virus comes along, work against it. And it's all gone within hours. Well, what is it's, first of all? He never defines it's all gone. Is, does that mean the virus is gone? Does it mean that the messenger RNA is gone? Uh, I'm not real clear on what he meant by that. But he says that the messenger RNA also never leaves the cells from where it was injected. And that's another lie because lipid nanoparticle technology allows for this inoculant to disperse throughout the entire body. And that's why we are seeing all the harms from the injections. He also mentions that the RNA is very a very unstable molecule. It has to be kept cold and buffered in a solvent to remain viable. Now, why does he mention that? I don't know, because it doesn't matter, because if it remains viable uh, and it gets injected into the body, then it does its harm. Additionally, he says any licensed vaccine comes with a minimum time before that animal can enter the food chain, also known as withdrawal time. Uh, says Alan Young, professor of the Department of Veterinary Biomedical Sciences at South Dakota State University and founder of protein platform, non-messenger RNA vaccine company, Medgene. Uh, so, you know, what they're doing is they're lying to us big time. And we got to recognize it for what it is, because um, messenger RNA uh, injections modify the genetic code or the genetic expression of those proteins. And that is an addition to the animal's uh, genes that are already present. But um, when they claim that it does not alter the animal's genes in any way, uh, that's very deceptive. Because in truth, it doesn't, although it can, it can change the DNA if reverse transcriptase can take that messenger RNA and transcribe it into DNA, reverse transcribe it. And we have shown very clearly that that is possible. And there have been a few studies that, that demonstrated it did happen with the messenger RNA, the COVID-19 injections. So... Uh, he asked, well, what are the benefits? Well, he says, we've got more flexibility, a faster response to any new disease that comes up as if they can predict that, right? What's going to come next? Um, that, that's like the flu vaccines, which have been absolutely worthless. They, they have, their benefit is nil. It's no greater than placebo. So, you know, he says it's much cleaner, it's much easier to use, and it's good in so many ways. And that's all pure hogwash. So his take is that these messenger RNA vaccines stand to be a revolutionary new technology if we don't get in the way. Now, Folta here is telling you, look, if we don't question it, if we just blindly accept it, man, we are going to get some really good things coming out of this. And then he answers the question, are there risks 
to messenger RNA vaccines. And, and this is just pure foolishness. He says, well, everything has some sort of risk, but it's important to weigh the benefits against the risk. And then he says, as, as seen with the COVID-19 vaccines in rare cases, people experience side effects from the vaccine. However, Volta is encouraged by the initial results in livestock. Now, what results? Because researchers fast-tracked the COVID shot by actually skipping the animal testing first. So right now, we really don't have any good data, certainly no data that is encouraging beyond what we already know in humans. And the fact is that immunogenicity producing an immune response from this COVID shot yields no benefit whatsoever. It produces a spike protein that causes all kinds of damage. So if he's using that as his data, um, the guy's a, a crackpot. He's an absolute nut, but he's trying to somehow persuade you that this is good. He says everything potentially has risk, but it's monitored, and especially in large animal populations. He says we can look very carefully at that for surveillance. Oh, yeah, like they did with the human animal population. Sure, it was closely monitored, right? But nothing was reported, and all the harms that they saw were not disclosed. They were hidden because they were producing lots and lots of money for pharma, for CEOs of hospitals, and for Bill Gates, who is masterminding this technology and calling it good. So this article kind of includes, concludes that some consumers, that while they are spreading misinformation, the ideas have also crept into state legislation, and that's very worrisome. And then he cites the Missouri House Bill 1169, and I'll talk about that briefly, but he says the bill falsely claims that messenger RNA vaccines would modify the genes of the organism. Now, this is double speak. It is deception because I read the bill and I did not read that at all, but I will talk about it further. So, uh, can messenger RNA vaccines actually protect animal health? Will they result in healthier animals? And will they produce the best and safest food products possible? Well, that sounds just like more safe and effective, okay? Because even though Folter says that this provides producers with more options to help combat disease, that help is zero. It has no benefit whatsoever. So this is a false claim recognize it as such. Messenger RNA vaccines are not safe and healthy. They are dangerous. And when Foltis says that the COVID-19 pandemic simply broke the seal, end quote, to develop uh, these new modalities, he says that will change the way humans and animals' diseases will be treated in the years to come. And yeah, that is true, but it is or at least it should be a warning to every single one of us. Now, what about messenger RNA vaccines in plants? Because there is research now that is going on uh, that is suggesting that the future of uh, vaccinations might be uh, like eating a salad more than much more than getting a shot, which is what we have to endure right now. You're not even going to need to be poked because the National Science Foundation 
has provided a $500,000 grant to study how they can actually incorporate messenger RNA into the chloroplast cells uh, of plants so that they can be replicated. And that would allow you to nix the traditional injectable shots and just eat the vaccine. And all they have to do is determine the right dosage. So they're working on that. And what uh, one person said, a uh, Juan Pablo Geraldo, who is associate professor in the Department of Botany and Plant Sciences at UC Riverside, he says, ideally, a single plant would produce enough messenger RNA to vaccinate a single person. And he thinks this is just an absolute great idea, and they are working on that. They consider this uh, chloroplast modulation an untapped resource for making, quote, desirable molecules, end quote. And of course, in order to do that, they have to use the same nanoparticle technology uh, to be able to get it to be introduced and uptaken into the plants, contaminate the water uh, from which the plants are fed, if you will. Um, but he claims that our idea is to repurpose naturally occurring nanoparticles, namely plant viruses, for gene delivery to the plants. And that's where the research has been for the COVID-19 shots. So they are putting an awful lot of money into this, and they do have every intent to make edible vaccines. And then they're excited about it because um, they say that, hey, look, you can raise your own plants in your own garden and keep producing them and growing them. Imagine how many times you will inject yourself if you do that. Geraldo concludes, I think it could have a huge impact on people's lives. Well, there's a little statement of truth again, but is it a good impact or a bad impact? Think about it. The more injections people have gotten of the COVID shot, the more likely the risk of death and every other pathologic side effect resulting from the shots. So we got to decide what we really believe and what we really want to participate in. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise. I'll take a short break and return momentarily. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code out loud for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, 
one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, everyone, to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latula. Today, I have been talking about a critical topic that I think you need to hear. My show airs at 5 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday Eastern Time, and I'm so grateful if you will spread the news. Also, access my articles. Go to americaoutloud.com. Scroll down to Dr. Steve Latulip, and you can find and access all my articles and prior podcasts. And I am very grateful for those of you who would spread that around because we have to spread the truth. We have to unify Americans so that we can simply survive as a nation. Uh, And that is definitely a challenge. Today, I have been discussing what is likely the crux of the battle for population control and for a world government, a one world government that is totally authoritarian and for a time of great tribulation ahead like we have never seen before. And it involves the contamination and destruction of our entire food chain. We must recognize how serious a problem this is. The potential for harm is incredibly great when it comes to destroying our food sources because we all have to eat to survive. And let's face it, we've already seen the the poisoning of our food chain. We've look at how many toxic chemical spills, trains, um, semis breaking down and spreading the poison and contaminating um, waterways and a good soil. Um, we've seen chicken farms, entire chicken farms burned. We've seen thousands of cattle slaughtered for no good reason while they are trying to destroy the greatest sources of food production in America, the animals that we consume, at the same time, they're trying to tell you that if we inject these animals with messenger RNA vaccines, we will have healthier animals. We will have more animals because they will thrive and do better and reproduce more. Do you see the conflict there? This is they are lying to us. This is pure double speak, and we need to recognize it as such, or we will be grossly deceived again, and we will again pay the price. So 
Let's talk about this Missouri House Bill 1169. Now, this was a bill that was introduced by Representative Holly Jones. She is a Republican, and she proposed with this bill that any potentially genetically modified food product must be labeled such so that you, the consumer, would know. Now, what she defined as gene therapy product is any product with any capacity to alter, interfere with, or otherwise act in any manner similar to or equivalent to genes. Now, that's a pretty good definition. And such products, she said, shall be conspicuously labeled with the words potential gene therapy product. So it would give you, the consumer, a choice in what you consume. Now, that sounds very reasonable, very fair. After all, we already have food labels that guide us nutritionally. You don't want to eat something that is extremely high in salt, or you don't want to consume something that is extremely high in sugars and uh, specifically in anything that is processed that is not found in nature, to eat whole foods, that is foods that have not been modified or distorted, that they just, you know, if you consume a food that appears the way it is uh, in its natural form, such as picking an orange or an apple off a tree and eating it, that is extremely healthy for you. So we already have these food labels. We have um, the labels that state that, that they have, are non-GMO uh, modified. We have labels that tell us uh, whether something um, has uh, wheat in it uh, because so many people want to be uh, gluten-free. It's another deception, but I won't get into that. Um, but, you know, when, when we consume things, we have a right as human beings to know what we are consuming. And your government does not want you to do that, especially when it comes to using messenger RNA injections to produce more spike protein to destroy you. And so this bill was actually nixed before it even made it to the floor for a vote. And you have to understand what the destruction of House Bill 1169 means. It means that you will unknowingly be exposed to both plant and animal products that have been treated with messenger RNA products. In other words, you don't have a choice in what you eat. You are going to unknowingly consume foods that may be contaminated via the injections of messenger RNA into both livestock and if they succeed into plants. In fact, you might be able to grow these plants in your own yard so that you can infect yourself and your entire family. Wouldn't that be wonderful? They are determined to get you to eat the poisonous apple. You've seen Snow White, the story, right? This is not a, an ugly old witch that is offering you this forbidden fruit. It is your government, and they are telling you that this is so good. It is beautiful to behold. It is 
is something that's going to make you healthy. I mean, you can see the deception and see how it correlates to the deception of Eve in the Garden of Eden. But yes, plants, domestic and wild animals can be contaminated from this. And let's not forget the mosquitoes because any way that they can inject you, their vaccine program is everything that they can imagine to get this poison into you. So what does that mean? It means, you know, statistically speaking, you are going to be a victim. It's just a matter of time. But you won't know it until it's too late, until the harm has been done. Now, let's ask this. If this is coming Line. In fact, they are now introducing this technology in the animal population. Where and when is the carnage going to begin? Well, think about it. It's not hard to surmise. Just think in terms of evil, like they do every single day. How can the devil's fools kill off the greatest number of people in the simplest way? Well, if I may quote Paul Harvey, if I were the devil, I hope you've listened to that program. It was it, Paul Harvey recorded this in 1965. If I were the devil, what would I do to destroy mankind? And please, if you've not listened to that, it's a must. You have to hear this because it was prophetic in where we are right now. But if I, personally speaking now, if I were the devil and I wanted to infect the entire world population uh, of, uh, with this messenger RNA uh, that produces spike protein, what would I do? Well, I'd want to get the greatest bang for the buck. So I'd start with... Uh, Sealing deals with the fast food chains like McDonald's and Burger King and Carl's Jr., those sorts, because a lot of people who really don't care about their health go there anyway. And so you can infect a lot of people by just doing that. So that would be a high yield, um, you know, contained production that if you supplied meat to these fast food stores, uh, then you're going to infect an awful lot of people. And if you auto infect them every single time they eat a burger, wow, you know, success, you you're going to take them down. But, you know, let's face it, the people that don't care so much about their health probably don't care about taking a vaccine. So, well, we got to go beyond that. So I think the next thing I would do as the devil's advocate, I would uh, I would try to harness the grocery stores. I would go to Albertsons and Safeways, and I believe Albertsons and Kroger's ha have uh, have joined together. So I would go with them. But also remember, Costco produces a lot of food, and so does Walmart. And lots of Walmart's products come from China. And the same thing with Amazon. Amazon produces food and, and nobody wants to go shopping at the food stores anymore. They want it delivered. And how convenient would that be? Amazon and Costco and Walmart already are have played by the party line, right? But remember, they are the ones that remained open. So how convenient would that be? But don't think for a second that Sprouts Farmers Market, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods are going to protect you because 
the Sprouts Farmers Market is no longer getting food from local farmers. You don't know where that food is coming from. And if I wanted to get the people that have not been vaccinated, this would likely include the people who would go the extra mile to try to get healthy foods. So I would try to work deals with Sprouts, with Trader Joe's, with Whole Foods so that I could infect you. And that is definitely a possibility. But then what about the diehards? Those of you out there who decide that you need to become self-sufficient. So you're going to raise your own food. You're going to grow your own vegetables, your own fruits. I mean, these are the people who are most likely to reject getting the shots. So how am I going to get them if I want to be a devil's fool? Well, I could think of lots of ways. First of all, people have to purchase seeds unless you can harvest your own seeds. And then if you harvest your own seeds, where are they coming from? And how do you know they are protected? It's going to be very tough. But how do you fight it? That's where we're at here, right? Because I don't want to receive that injection. I do not want to be contaminated by spike protein from any source. Can I possibly protect myself? Can you? I mean, we got to get really creative here. Now, first of all, we have a problem with fighting it because there is a way to fight it, but we cannot talk about actually killing or neutralizing our enemies who are killing us by this technology. I mean, that's how duped we are. We cannot talk about going after the enemy, okay? You have been lied to, told that you can't talk about this because you've been placed into a state of fear, just like you were with the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, if we actually talk about taking down our enemies, you know, like armies do during times of war, and everybody's agreeing pretty much, yeah, we're at war, all right, but we can't talk about fighting the enemy. So I'm not going to go there. But we aren't likely going to stop the weasels like Bill Gates or any of his kingpins of evil, simply because we can't possibly talk about it. And so we're not going to infiltrate the USDA, the FDA, the CDC, and all of those evil-minded people who are corroborating with the billionaire moguls, you know, because changing those agencies, those government agencies is going to require a regime change. And we just can't go there. So back to problem number one. Well, you might say, I'm going to grow my own food. Okay, but what about cross-pollination? What if your food gets contaminated? Where do you get the seeds? And if you're going to grow your own food by raising animals, where do you get your breeding stock? And how do you secure uncontaminated animal feed? Remember, Purina has been infiltrated. I was buying Purina um, chicken feed and my chickens all stopped laying eggs. And then when I stopped it and changed brand, they started laying eggs like crazy again. So they can and have done this already. So how are you going to get feed for your animals? And then the other questions arise, can you produce enough food to sustain your family? Will the weather cooperate with you growing a garden? You know, we need to be realistic about this. Self-sufficiency is not easily attained. 
We were created as human, human beings to interact socially. And let's face it, even if you did succeed at being completely self-sufficient, imagine how this will limit your lifestyle and how it's going to change your ability to have some food variety. You just can't grow everything, every kind of animal. You can't raise every kind of plant. If you like a variety of foods, well, you're in a fix. You're going to have to suffer. And that's okay because they love for you to suffer. Your government wants you to suffer and possibly to die. Okay. They want to control you. So do you think we're going to win here? I mean, how do we do it? How do we obtain foods from reliable sources? What about people living in cities, in apartments, where they have no opportunity whatsoever to grow a garden or raise any animals? I mean, who can they turn to that they really trust? And how far can they travel to secure food from good, reliable sources? And how much food can you store in an apartment anyway? So it becomes very impractical, and lots of people are living in cities in crowded conditions. Um, these people are just lost. They're hopeless. They're, how are they going to do it? They're not. Now, just hearing these facts and raising these questions probably scares you, and it should scare the hell out of you. But that's exactly what they want. They still want you living in fear, but you mustn't. You must overcome this. How will we do it? I don't know exactly, but I guarantee you, I am going to fight. I'm going to fight to defend my constitution, my family, and my neighbor in the same way that I would want to defend myself. And that's what we have to think about. Because if we do nothing, if we continue to expose and complain and do nothing, well, let's just face it, we're going to lose this battle, at least to some extent. I mean, we can put up our best defense, but at some point in time, eventually we are all going to be exposed to spike protein. And how many of us will be killed in the end or will be taken down through cancers, through uh, through uh, infections that would likely not have killed us otherwise with lowered immunity, it's going to happen. We have seen it happen by those who have been injected. So, you know, eventually we're all going to be exposed and it is simply impossible to avoid every exposure and all the more so as they contaminate fruits and vegetables and dairy products and meats and they have already done that to dairy and meats. And let's not forget the other vectors, the other ways of vaccinating us. Remember Bill Gates's mosquito projects. Mosquitoes feed on blood from animals. If those animals had been vaccinated, could you get exposure to messenger RNA, contaminated blood? Sure you could. Now, we are likely to lose this battle. But we could make an end of it pretty quickly. We just have to remove the few big culprits and decide not to let them act. But nobody is acting so far. And so it really does remain one great big crapshoot. 
We don't know how the story is going to end. And, you know, maybe it will be a mute point because look at all the other ways that we are being attacked by our government. The borders are wide open, criminals and military aged Chinese nationals and young men from every other country are being taken into our country. They are being freely transported and settled down in all 50 states. And this is a project taken up by three of our four past presidents of the United States. Do you get how serious this is? Look at the economy. They are destroying us every way they can. They are trying their best to break your spirit and mine so that we just say, oh, forget it. Forget it. What's the use? They've beaten us. We're doomed. Throw up your hands. You might as well comply with them. You might get live another day or two longer, you think. There's nothing you can do. And that's exactly what they want you and I to believe. We must never, never accept that. We could take back America, but it's going to take some work. It's going to take resolve. It's going to take just a few good men and women to say, I absolutely refuse to take this any longer. And then we organize and do something. But how long before that happens? I don't know. Right now, I will tell you this, the cards are stacked against us. Because we are weak, we are spineless as a nation, and we are a fallen nation, the cards are against us. Most Americans are either blind or indifferent to what's happening to us, and that includes many patriots. We just don't care enough. We see moral decay all around us. We see corruption throughout our entire government. We are... The witnessing spiritually dead churches, thousands of churches are dying around our country, and that happened because of the COVID-19 response. We see a weak and impotent military that is getting ever weaker, ever less able to protect us. We have unprotected borders. We have dangerous nationals pouring into our country right now. How shall we escape the tragedy ahead? Only God can save us, right? But I doubt he will, because we no longer seek him. And it takes a spine to stand erect. It takes testosterone to strengthen the bones to say, I will stand and oppose this enemy. And it takes a Christian disciple to follow God and really do battle against evil. Jesus said in John 16, in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so, yes, we will have tribulation. In other words, we will suffer here because we allowed sin and evil to overcome us. We did not overcome evil by living a godly life. And as a result, many of us, even us who are conservative, will likely die. But you can rejoice if you are a genuine Christian, because the end for us is really just the beginning of something really good and beyond our wildest imagination. And for those who die unrepentant and unforgiven, unbelieving that Jesus is the Christ, then they too are going to have a new beginning. 
And if you want to know where it's going to, read the story, and this is not a parable, but an actual historical account of Lazarus and the rich man. And it begins in Luke 16, Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Read that and see what's coming ahead once you breathe your last. Be assured of this. One way or another, eventually, justice is coming. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latula. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please make a difference in your world. Adieu.